Saturday, May 13th. Crawling out of the swamps of South Florida, bringing you the modern wonder. That didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chimp. Captain Brunch. Criticizing here in the corner. How do you do, Chimp? I'm all right. I did a lot of freaking... I'm going to try to stop cursing. I was listening to last week's episode. And you cursed and I a lot, right? the whole time. I'm like, damn. I didn't want to say anything, but... Uh, I'm yeah. passionate. You know, I don't mind cursing. It's who I am, but... Very Miami. It's just like, okay, this... I'm going to challenge myself and not use... The F-bomb every f- two minutes? <laughs> that one. <laughs> I did a lot of sleeping today. Yeah, me too, man. Very refreshing. I, I did a lot of sleeping last week as well. I don't know what's up with that. I haven't. I, I don't think I've been getting good sleep throughout the week. That's not good. And I just went out last night. I haven't done that in a while. So oh, I was yeah? like, oh. What'd you do? Uh, it was a work outing. My whole team went out. So I was like, I kind of oh, had to go. Oh, right, right. Team building. Yeah, I didn't want to go, to be honest. But. <laughs> so it's uh, Saturday, May 13th, 2023. And what did you want for that intro? Like, what do you want to do next time? That's going to be different. That's going to make it better. Like, what? 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 No, just the, just the date. I mean, you know, the title. We should. We don't even need to title the show during the show. We could title the show afterwards. But yeah, I know that. But there's definitely we need to title the shows, right? Because otherwise, you won't publish them. Yeah, I wouldn't put the title at the beginning. <laughs> oh man, so it's been quite a week for me. Uh, work. You know, I, I went through some tough stuff at work and. Um, I was on this boat. It's probably a pretty expensive sports fisherman boat. It's called Rock Crusher. Rock Crusher. And I'm like in this engine room trying to install, I'm helping this guy install fans, like intake and exhaust fans, because you need to have like a certain kind of airflow in an engine room uh, to make sure that the engines don't overheat. And apparently it's just been getting too hot. So... I was working in this engine room trying to lay some wire down, and man, I, like I cut, laying down the wire. Yeah, man, I cut my arms a bunch of different times. Like I, I started bleeding several times, like from different places. Oh wow, I just noticed that. <laughs> like someone would say, "Yeah, that guy has a cat." Yeah, my mom was like, "You were fighting with a tiger or something." Uh, but the coup de gras was uh, when I was just cutting some heat shrink, and. Uh, And uh, I cut, I I cut myself with a scissor. <laughs> uh, my finger, like not a lot, but enough to start bleeding and you know, like making noise and in pain and uh, and yeah. So I'm hoping that next week will be a little bit more chill at my job than than this last week was. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, you don't get cut up at your job, do you? <laughs> I do, actually. What? Yeah, hell yeah. All those paper cuts? That's the oh, worst, man. God, <laughs> you why don't want to even say that word, man? Exactly. That hurts, that hurts, my, hurts my brain. I'm the um, true one on the front lines here, all right? <laughs> uh, so, like, about a month ago at this point, I think, um, and uh, I was going to bring it up in the show. I don't know why. I guess I forgot. But I was paid by a friend of mine to do a boat inspection. So he was um, interested in buying a boat. And it was in, um, I can't remember where the hell the name of the town is. But I had to drive like an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. I drove a long ass way 
way north in Florida. I mean, not to North Florida, but like just north from where we are to get to this town. Fort Lauderdale. Man, I said an hour and a half. So this is like hey, the, with the traffic nowadays, this is beyond know. West Palm Beach. This is well beyond West Palm uh, Beach. So um, Port St. Lucie, yeah, like beyond that. Hope so, Sound. Uh, so I, I went to see this. Uh, it was a sailboat because my friend has been interested in buying a sailboat because he wants to like sail and he's done it before. Like several years ago, he owned a sailboat and he's like retired now. He just travels around the world and studies bitcoin um, hmm. i i kind of take credit with orange pulling him a bit and uh so i went to go inspect this boat and it was a nice boat it was in pretty good condition but as i started to inspect this boat after about you know like let's say after about the first hour that i was there i was starting to get seasick hard and so Again. <laughs> Again, yeah. Uh-oh. I mean, you know, it's an, I, I'm going to get seasick. This is... Uh, and then in the back of your head, you have chimps saying, ah, uh, the guy who's getting all into this, and now he's getting seasick. But people get seasick, you know? Like, you, your body has to adapt. Not everyone's body can just naturally um, deal with the waviness of the ocean. So uh, you kind of have to adapt, like, over time. Like, your body just... I don't know what it does that over time it eventually will just accommodate the sea, you know, like the, the, the weird waves. Yeah. So, yeah. So I basically I had to try to, you know, once it started to come up, you know, to come up and I'm sitting here trying to do like this inspection of this boat. Cause my friend is basically asking me like, okay, should I buy this boat? Should I pay a professional surveyor to go and inspect the boat? Should I drop what I'm doing and fly from California to just go look at the boat and try to buy the boat? You know, so this this guy's paying me, a friend of mine, to go and basically answer these questions for him. And as I'm starting to get seasick, I'm, you know, I have to like do this calculation in my head, like, oh man, I got like so much more to do on this boat. <laughs> but but I need to, you know, like finish inspecting it. So I did my best and I thought I did a pretty thorough job, but uh Man, the drive back was tough, and uh, there's got to be a way to speed this adaption process up. I mean, why don't you go, go to a bunch of like roller coasters? Because I love roller coasters, and I never had problems. Like I, I've been able to ride like a roller coaster over and over and over and over and over like 14 times in a row. Maybe buy like a trampoline or something. I used to jump trampoline as a kid all the time, you know. Like so, this is I don't know what the situation is. You know, I'm, I'm gonna have to look into it. I mean, I'm not expecting to go sailing uh anytime soon so i'm not really worried about it but i do like i was listening to a podcast and the guy said that he was basically seasick for i think he said six weeks Jeez. on this ship <laughs> and and the captain was like yeah i don't believe in seasickness so uh you know like if you have responsibilities you have to do them and just do them uh so that's kind of tough right because this was like a like he was telling a story about him being like 14 or 15 or 16. I don't know. He was young and he was going to work on some ship. And that's tough. So I'm just like thinking about myself in the future being seasick for six weeks. And I'm like, no, like, do I? Like, so I will, I will try to look it up. But I just thought it would be a funny story to tell about. Hilarious. I'm dying of laughter. I hate you. I hate it's not you. a hilarious story. It's terrible. 
it's not why is it terrible it's just it's an experience that i had you know like i'm i'm uh i'm working with boats and sometimes these boats are docked at uh wavy places it's very depressing why are you so depressed like i i had to go through it not you and i'm not even sad about it like i'm laughing about it you're such a de- you need therapy you all right therapy, joker chimp all right joker keep laughing uh-huh uh any, any any interesting things happen in your career lately? No. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm depressed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, have you done any music lately? Um, I, I actually did something today. I was going to bring it because I wanted to start doing this thing where I write a little thing and then I just play it here. You listen to it cold and you just like try and think of lyrics to it on the fly. But we have to have like a certain topic beforehand. So we'll choose a topic like, I don't know, Pepe coin or something like that. And then just put you on the spot because, you know, you love that shit. Ah, damn. I slipped. I said shit. All right. That's one. All right. That's (laughs) one. So, um, I mean. But then I slept. Oh, you slept all day. So you built me up. You made me like come to emotional terms with the possibility of being put on the spot, having to invent lyrics. I mean, I have the music. It's just I, I just kind of recorded it, and I didn't really make it into anything. So it's going to be kind of jumbled. All right. Well, I mean, we could do it next week. Yeah. No, for sure. All right. So the, we're gonna have a, a new feature. What's this feature called? Um. Oh, chimp something. <laughs> Call it brunch style. No, that sucks. We'll think of something. Next month, I mean next week, sometime soon at a lit near you, we're going to have a, you know, we're going to have some music and we're going to try an experiment. So you think of some interesting topics, some interesting themes. Yes. Boost us with some boosting. What's that? Boosting. That's when you send a message to your favorite podcast. Or any podcast. doesn't have to be your favorite. So you could send them to us too. And uh, <laughs> and so basically, if you're listening with a modern podcast app, which you can get from podcastapps.com. Podcastapps.com. You could be listening to us live right now, uh, Saturday, May 13th at 9, 10 p.m. But you're probably listening to us not live on a recording on your podcast app. So Boo. you need to get a modern podcast app so you can join us. You can also then, of course, besides listening to us live, which is where the lit comes in, that stands for live item tag. The uh, the benefits of a modern podcast app is that many of them have Bitcoin Lightning Network integrated into them. So, you Dr. Can, Brunch, what are the benefits of a modern podcast app? Well, boosting your favorite podcast apps and also Saturday Night Lit will make you feel good. It oh. will make you feel as though you've contributed to uh, the greater Bitcoin circular economy and uh, to the future of modern open podcasting. You heard that, folks. Four out of five podcasters prefer... Boosting lit. Boost lit. <laughs> so, did you uh, ever figure out who? Um, speaking of boosts, uh, user four two two one six two four four zero one zero six two one five eight. Poems of Mira. You yes, sent me a message. That was Lois. That was my friend okay, Lois. Perfect. Which is funny because uh, Jay was just sending messages in, in groups asking like, "Who is this woman?" They claim to be Lois from Bitcoin Brunch. It's like they don't claim to be lowest. They are lowest from Bitcoin brunch. <laughs> are you sure? Um, I mean, no, but, you know, you could do like a video call if you wanted to be sure. 
uh, that's what I would usually, usually that's what I do if I want to confirm someone is who they say they are. Like, like I can tell you that Lois is a real person. So if you wanted to know if she was the same real person as the person who was contacting you in your DMs, then you might, you know, video call them. And then you could see them live and you're like, oh, well, you are or are not the person. And usually scammers won't do that. You know, they're like, oh, I'm not the person. So I'm not going to video call you right now. I don't know how much longer that's going to last with like the AI and the deep fakes. You can imagine it's only a matter of time before people have these programs that they can run in, you know, like run in their their computers that'll make it appear as though you were the person that you were claiming to be. So it would be like, you know, and live then, generated. And then the so programs to to find out when it is a program. Yeah, that's it's gonna be an so arms have, race. You'll have the security side and you'll have the, <laughs> the attack side. There is for sure gonna be a technological arms race in regards to all of this AI. I was just talking about that earlier, um, but outside of the context of Telegram, it, like in texts, like it's the same thing in texts. But um, there well, there has to be some sort of program or something that's sending all these mass texts. And then did I tell you my theory? And then some idiot, eventually some idiot puts out information. And then the person who did the attack doesn't have to do shit. They, they just, you know, send out a wait, bunch of seeds. Yeah, wait for data to come in. And right? eventually they'll find something. Okay, cool. Very cool. So I have this theory that maybe, because, you know, like I always get these weird telegram messages saying. Hello. Um, not just hello, but like, hey, um, you know, I want to be friends and find out about your crypto strategy. And I used to think that these were probably crypto strategy. That's a good one. Too. <laughs> right. So we got modern wonders and crypto strategy. <laughs> um, I used to think that probably these were like, you know, like scammers, like in some sort of uh, like internet cafe in a, in a developing third world nation, uh, just trying to like scam people. But, but I've started to wonder if maybe, maybe they are AI. Like maybe they are AI. Um, malware that is i don't know it's just like propagating itself through whatever means it can oh so it's not intentional ai it's like ghost in the show ai yeah i'm not sure i don't remember well so basically the ai is doing it himself yeah but so i'm you know that's what i'm saying so i'm saying like maybe like so elon musk said that he he put a million dollar bounty if someone could figure out where all of the fucking there, you know, there I go. It, where all the bots were coming from. Where one all for of the, one, one for right, one, one for one. <laughs> so, you know, if someone could figure out where all the bots were coming from, he'd give them a million dollar bounty. And so, you know, even then I'm wondering, what if the bots were an AI and it was just propagating itself and uh, basically pointing back and forth at itself? Um, that would be a very weird, like modern dystopian sci-fi sort of scenario to be in. The true Terminator <laughs> is so, a fucking troll form. Oh, now you're too. Ah. Um, <laughs> ah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, we have to like donate sats to our favorite um, uh, All right. charity. So I'm gonna, I got a piece that? of paper here. Is Let that me. a check? Is it a check Open with my name live on it? On, on air here. Ah, uh, yeah. I love that crinkle. This is the second in a series of parking tickets. Okay, what's that about? Parking charge notice reminder. Oh my gosh, for what? We talked about this on the, on the oh, last this one. Is this the same ticket? It's the same ticket. Because, okay, so... 
they have my entry time as 8.03 p.m. Because I, 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 I want to talk about this on air. Because my entry time was 8.03 p.m., right? Okay. My leave time, exit time. This is, is to a private parking lot. Private parking lot, yes. Thank charges you. for parking. Yes. Who well, apparently there was a class action lawsuit on them last year in Broward County. Because hmm? there was a lawsuit? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's unrelated to this, but still. All right. Anyway, so came in 8.03, left 10.44 p.m. That's what it says. And let me find. And I was actually, I actually paid. Here it is. At 8.46 p.m. So I was 43 minutes off and I left early by two minutes, 10.46. So I paid 6.75, right? Uh-huh. So let's say each hour is about, what, $3.27. Okay. So I'm so three bucks really is what it, what I should owe them for for those forty minutes, and they're charging me a hundred and four dollars. Wow, what is it? Because you didn't pay already, like because I yeah. got a ticket and it was less. I feel like it was sixty something dollars. Well, I say so. Parking charges eighty five dollars. The city of Miami parking surcharge is twelve seventy five. State sales tax is six eighty four. Total amount due one hundred four fifty nine. Now, if you paid early, when the first letter they sent me, it said, "Oh, if you paid early, you know it's." $50 instead. Okay. And so you decided not to? Well, the question is, do I want to pay this period? I mean, because you know that, especially if they're like involved in city of Miami or whatever, I mean, it means that they're going to escalate, right? Like what? So that's the question. What can really happen? Like it's a hundred bucks. Like, is that really going to, can't like, they do to you exactly from a private company i don't know you should get a lawyer (laughs) and that's and the worst part is that you know i'm paying like you're you're using pay by phone which is a different company that actually pay for it yeah but they have but they get somebody else on you for the fucking it's three for one (laughs) well this is definitely a special yeah this is so annoyed by them for 40 (laughs) minutes they're charging like how is that not extortion That's like over like 10 times, yeah, the amount, 30 times the amount. It's just, it's crazy. So I kind of don't even want to respond to them because, you know, you could, what was it? You could um, contest it online, but then, you know, you're going give to give a bunch of your information to them. I mean, they already have some of your information, but, and then even if I agree to, even if they agree, okay, we'll just charge you 10 bucks or whatever. And then I give my, my credit card information. Who says they're not going to charge the full hundred? Well, I mean, if you if 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 you had it documented that they agreed to only take ten dollars, that would be one thing, and then you you could have some kind of recourse, although it would be annoying. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I wouldn't hold my breath on them agreeing to accept ten dollars. You, you know, I don't know. I Which would, is why I just don't want to respond and see what happens. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know. I would do some more research. It just it's. I would just do some more research, you know, find out what have happened to other people. I mean, I imagine something, you know, there must be something on the internet, this great big wide internet that we have that would perhaps reveal some of the mystery. Yeah, people just do lawsuits. Is that, is that what, that's what happens? So they're going to sue you? Is it what you're saying? Like in the no, end? No, no. They'll probably take me to like a collections agency and then they'll and, hound me. And Okay. And so then what? Doesn't that mean that it's going to affect your credit? That's a great question. Will it affect my credit? Okay, you should do this research and you should find this out before you decide not to pay this bill that used to be $50 and now it's $100. Ugh. 
Well, capitalism's bullshit sometimes. I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, it, you know. <laughs> so, you ever heard the phrase, say no more? No. Never heard that phrase? No. Uh, so, let me try to describe it Isn't to that you. Brazilian? No. Uh, <laughs> I feel like maybe in television commercials. Is this leading into say less? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know. It's uh, so modern. <laughs> okay. So I feel like in TV commercials or something, it'll be like, you know, have you ever something, 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 or did you ever think of this? Or, or, you know, would you be interested in something like that? Well, say no more. I've got the solution for you. Um, so I feel like that's where, that's where that phrase came from, or that's where I've heard it was in that sort of a context where someone is trying to build you up and then they, they say, they will say, Say no more, and then they will kind of give you the solution to whatever it was. Uh oh, champ is stressing me out. Just pay the damn bill or fake your death, <laughs> or fake your death. I mean, it's it's not a very big bill, uh, Panda. So <laughs> it's like the fake the pressure that they're adding that just makes me want to fight it even what more. Pressure, like it's just a letter and telling you you owe the money. The pressure's all on your head. It's extortion. That's what it is. You should have paid the fifty dollars, and then you should have. Then you should have called your credit card company and you should have gotten the fucking money. Woof. I'm okay. Three ah, for two. two three, three for two. two. Yeah, baby. All right. So, okay. So, I got to stop saying so, 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 so leading into. Say no more. Say no more. And now I've heard this recently and I, I heard someone say it a lot and they were saying it to someone with whom they were speaking on a podcast. So, it was the, the host talking to their guest and they said to them say less and all i can think of was you're telling your guest to shut up like say like that's that's what that phrase means right say less it means shut up stop talking like you're talking too much about say less say less not really uh, no it's it's more like i understand completely you don't even Yes, you don't have to. Anymore. You don't have to say anything else. You can shut up now. And <laughs> that's ex- look. I, that's how I took it when I was listening to this podcast. Because of course, the person, the host, yes, they meant it. I understand. Like I got you. I got you. We're on the same page. But at the same time, it's sh- shut up. Say less. Like stop talking. <laughs> I don't know. I just found it such a strange. <laughs> Branch, I, I don't want to um, alarm you, but I see these gray hairs right there on the side of your head, and they're popping out right now. They're popping <laughs> out right next now. Next to that vein. <laughs> <laughs> I got some, some gray hairs in my mustache. I got like four or five gray hairs in my mustache, and uh, maybe a little bit in my beard. Not too many in my hair. No, say this is interesting. Um, I actually heard it a while ago. But it's recently become more popular. Now a lot of people are saying it. At least I've, I've noticed. And it threw me off. And I was like, what does that mean? And then like after a while, like in the back of my head, like, no, I have heard this before. But just like, I, I guess things always start maybe in like pockets, maybe started in a different part of the country or somewhere else amongst a certain group. And then now it's just hit the mainstream and you hear it mm-hmm. everywhere. You hear it everywhere. Mostly from 20 somethings, but. And, and you can you can see the relationship between say less and say no more, right? They're practically the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's 
it's just it brought to this absurd level. You know, yeah. like, how can I say less? <laughs> like, you want me to go back in time and just erase? <laughs> you said too much, too much information. <laughs> so uh, there I go again. That's like my the one that I'm angry about. And then there's another term. I'm trying to remember in my head now, like, like where these terms come from. I wish I could remember. Well, one of the ones I find funny is no cap. Yeah. And I found it funny because I'd never heard the phrase cap. Like, I'd never heard people say he's capping or that's capping or why are you capping? So to hear no cap, it's like, well, what do you mean no cap? I never had cap. How am I going to have no cap? Bussin, that's another one kind of bussin. <laughs> that that one I never got. <laughs> but no, we've had this conversation. This is, was one of the first Saturday Night Lists. So our age is showing. Now we're like, ah, oh, damn, we're repeating ourselves on these freaking podcasts. I we're, almost- ne- we're never going to stop. These, we're going to talk about these cyclically. So if you go to mempool.space. Hold on, we have oh. um, a Dr. J. White in the chat. Um, he's saying most of the slang that goes around starts in the urban African-American community. Then it gets on Twitter and everybody adopts it. I think <laughs> I think it actually it's Twitter and these or days it's TikTok, TikTok, yeah, TikTok, Twitter, or you know whatever popular artist is like posting stuff on TikTok. Yeah, there you go. To be Doctor J, a lot of uh, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about. I want to move on to the next topic because you know we are showing our age. But low I love key. how like I still use low key a lot. <laughs> No, and, uh, and 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 then they say major key. Like what? Uh, major key, major key, key, or high key. You're like what? Okay, now, but it's the absurd part. That's I think funny. But like the word cool, chill. Like there's like that. Th- those are words that have like. It's just funny because we also have hot. Yeah, that's hot. That was a spicy number. <laughs> and these are old terms, but like the, the like. The idea is the same, but like they just change the word. You're like, chill, chill, chill. That's fire. That's fire. That's hot. It's just hilarious, man. Just, that's how we work. Language is funny. If you go to mempool.space. Oh, you want to move off the topic? I'm sorry. Second. <laughs> uh, so if you go to mempool.space, there are 205 blocks waiting to go into the Bitcoin blockchain and the average fee right now, the medium priority is 100 sats per virtual byte. Earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday, some point very recently, the fees went down to about 30 sats per virtual byte, which is nowhere near the, you know, the very pleasant. Are are you having some troubles with your mouse? Yeah, it stopped working. You can continue. (laughs) So anyways, like the, yeah, I, the fees went down. Now they seem to be going up again. And I would love to hear anyone's thoughts on what's up with that, if this is going to end anytime soon. I mean, this all seems to be ordinals, inscription stuff. Now there was um, what came up in the last couple of weeks is something called BRC20 tokens. And it's kind of like uh, ERC20 tokens, which is the Ethereum thing. And now they have I guess they've brought it to Bitcoin. So... The, um, you know, the insanity and the, the breakdown of like the Bitcoin social sphere continues with, with these stuffed up mempools. And so I don't know, I just wanted to mention that because, uh, Prem popped, oh, brunch (laughs) popped his cherry on mempool. 
cherry popped. Sorry, cherry popped, I, I was popped. still on the on the other conversation with Doctor oh. J. Yeah, man, get get in the moment. Would you would you get in the moment? Get in the moment. Yes, here we are. I'm looking at the mempool. So many. I I, lo- I, I always love coming to this page because the colors. It's just like the perfect. The purple yeah, and the, the orange displayed is very nice. That's for sure. They had this nice like dark theme and the purple and orange. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it very pleasant. Um, so that's maybe a good um, good segue into something that I wanted to bring up, and I had mentioned it to you earlier in the week. Something that I think is, I think it's a genius idea, which means it's probably mediocre at best. But then it's worth sharing, right? Yeah, you're right. The the fees are definitely high because I remember it was like what five the other day, like a couple weeks ago. Yes, five sets. Several per virtual weeks ago, bite. it was probably something like five sets per virtual bite. People, I mean, uh, I've been able to get one sat per virtual bite transactions in many times. So we are in a really high, you know, high fee environment. It's crazy. I mean, if if you compare like five sats per virtual bite to thirty. That's six times. And if you compare that to 80, that's 16 times, right? So that's that's really high. 16 times what was maybe, you know, like a more typical fee to pay or eight to 10 times more. So that's a, I do think that fees are pretty high right now. I, I don't think it's a problem. It doesn't concern me. Oh, someone's someone's complaining that we haven't read their boost yet. Like, what are you, what are you doing, chimp? Like, what do I pay you for? I don't understand. Uh, Anonymous via Podverse 1,000 sats 1,000 sats Alright, you have to read this boost in 1.7 seconds Okay, that's all 1,000 sats gets you <laughs> Does Lois have Bitcoin to sell? I'll call her now and report back What? <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the boost said Does Lois have Bitcoin to sell? I don't think so, I think her friend does Oh man <laughs> She actually had mentioned that to me recently Um and uh, I, at the time, I hadn't thought of anyone. So, but you know, like during the week, I'm always so preoccupied with work and studying. It's hard to remember. Like things. to me, like you know, it's a, a bot or a scam if like the image is always like some like attractive image of, of of the person. Well, I think it's more of a question of if it was someone impersonating Lois. Oh um, yeah, of course. But oh man, we've talked about Lois so much on the show today. <laughs> we should have her Don't on. Get freaked out, Lois. <laughs> if you want to come on the show, you can come on and and and. Defend yourself? I don't know. We haven't really said anything bad about you. I think you're a cool person. <laughs> As of yet. And uh, and you're always welcome to boost and send us boostograms. Um, so speaking of boostograms, right? Because this is the topic I wanted to bring up, and I messaged you about it, and I think it's so important, and and uh, and and I think it's a really interesting idea. So are you ready? We haven't figured out who anonymous via pod versus. It's Jay. Come on, it's Doctor Jay. Doctor Jay. Jay, get Dr. it right. Doctor Jay. Okay. Thank you, Thank you Doctor Jay, for your thousand sets. <laughs> Thank you for the thousand sets, Doctor Jay. We really appreciate the boost. Now, um, continue. <laughs> okay, what were you going to say? It seems like you had something on your mind. I do, but I don't know how to word it. So, well, well, well why don't you start with one word and then you can add another one. Well, I appreciate him boosting. Now he needs to turn on the the stream per uh, um, sats per oh, minute sats streaming. Per minute <laughs> streaming. Yeah, we demand so much of our audience. So if you are We're not trying streaming to push sats, new technology here, it's just all yeah. You've technology. got you've got to support the Bitcoin circular economy. Any sats you give to Saturday Night Lit will will go back into my pocket. The Bitcoin circular economy. <laughs> I mean, you know, hodling is a part of the circular economy, but you know. 
Uh, I mean, I boost other podcasts all the time. All the time, you see? So it's very important that if you're listening, that you participate in these modern technologies. Otherwise, you're a Luddite old fogey like the rest of us. Who don't know what no cap is or... <laughs> no cap. <laughs> or say less. No joke. No, no joke. joke. Oh, okay. He's trying to be modern. Got it. Okay. <laughs> all right. So boosting. You know what a boost is, right? No. Continue. So you know how on podcasting 2.0, they sometimes talk about the splits. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that you can have the Bitcoin coming into a show be split to different lightning wallets. So that's if, let's say you had hosts, and so you could split it to the two host pod, uh, um, lightning wallets. Or if you had a guest, you can add a split on that episode so that your guest could... Um, you know, get the Satoshis for their participation in the show. You could you could do splits for whatever you want. So if you had an editor that was editing the show, maybe you'd add a split for them. If you had someone making music for the show, maybe you could add a split for them. You, it's up to the, the people who are controlling the podcast and the RSS feed to determine how the split works. Right, our split... Um some goes back to the index, the podcast index. Is and that like 5% or 2%? I can't, I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. And then some of it goes to, I think, Stephen B. If I'm not mistaken. Because he does what? What is his... Uh, My mouse is dead again. Stephen B Curiocaster? is... Curiocaster. He also wrote Sovereign Feeds, which makes oh, it feeds. possible to... Um, much easier to publish RSS feeds and edit them. Because you could do it manually, but it just takes a little longer. This makes it a lot easier. All right, so now I'm going to introduce the second part of this concept, and then I'm going to put the two together. I'm going to synthesize them. No Agenda Show. They have the value-for-value model on the No Agenda Show where they solicit their audience to send them money uh, in return for the value they get for listening to the show. So if you were entertained, if you laughed, if if you learned something, if you felt this helped you in your life, blah, 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 then you should send value back to the podcast and they say time talent or treasure and so treasure is the money part of that and on no agenda show they call the people who who contribute or participate in the show they call them producers and if you give a certain amount of money you can get an executive producership or an associate executive producership what that grants you on that particular show is the ability you get you can get a letter read and so they'll read some letter on air Uh, that you sent in. Well, the idea that I had, which was like a take on this, was that what if, let's say, okay, we we do the show Saturday night and then we do the show from, now we're doing it from 9 to 10. Then from 10 p.m. until, or let's say from the moment you upload the podcast until the next episode. 10 p.m. next week? No, like until... 8.30, let's say, or until 9 p.m. next week, all of the boosts that come in or all of the donations that come in during that time, those would be considered, I think, the the pre-production boosts for the next episode. And so what I'm proposing is if someone were to reach a certain threshold of a boost, so let's say just arbitrarily, let's say it was $1,000 worth of a boost, or it could be something like, 
a million Satoshis or if it was 10 million, whatever, it's an arbitrary number, but at a certain amount of money, and I guess the, the, the boost would have to come in a certain way. I mean, technologically, I don't know how this would work, but if someone came in with a certain amount of money and let's say that that granted them an executive producer status, what I'm proposing is that they can actually get into the split for that episode that they are an executive producer for. Nice. Yeah, so the, you know the, the notion being that they've contributed so significantly to the pre-production of that episode, you know, of like making sure that that episode could happen so by could, paying for it. So it could only be <clears throat> on the lit, basically, or like yeah, like I said, like the week. Yeah, the, the week it would after. be the week. It would yeah, or you know, so exactly like the details of it would kind of have to be worked out. But the idea is simply that is that you're you're giving your audience a buy-in. You know, it's like okay. Value for value. But if you believe enough in the podcast, then why don't you, you know, like boost like even higher for a particular episode and you can get into the split. And then from then on, whenever someone's listening to that episode on a podcast and then they're boosting that episode, you will get a split of that boost. It's also pushing them to get um, a lightning address. Yeah. Pushes the audience to, you know, to participate, pushes uh, your audience to market. While you were saying that, um, I, I was thinking, whoever the top donor is for a particular episode, we send all the sats that we got for the episode back to them. I don't know about all. Uh, you know, up to like hey, 95% or something like that, whatever. What? What? Why? What? You're, you're- so it's kind of like gambling. So like, so like if you're the <laughs> only one, if you're the only one who, um, who, who boosted, you're just going to get back what you got because you're, what do you're we the top get? booster. How do we get anything? Bitcoin circular economy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We like get, we're, this we show get, is turning into a charity. We get the joy. <laughs> we get the value of participating. It's going from a hobby to a charity. <laughs> and having people <laughs> participate. Like the audience gets to gamble, but we get to, we get to do a good deed. <laughs> um, no, not that much. Uh <laughs> But again, I mean, I brought up the idea of cutting them into the split. So I think, you know, maybe like 10% or something. I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about this 95%. Like, that's way too much. Uh, you know, we should get something for our effort, I think. Brunch is sweating right now. I'm not, it's because it's warm in here, you know. Your, your AC must be set to 77. Yep. <laughs> it's actually a pretty cool house. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never felt it to be too hot, but I, I've only come here in the evening as, as far as I can remember. I don't really go out during the day. Or at all. Which is, um, it's, so you, you like that idea? You think it's an interesting idea? It's, it's, you know, it's just like a, it's just a new take on it, right? Yeah. Like a new, a new evolution in the potential for value for value. I like it. I mean, it's hard enough to get people to boost or listen, but, but, and this new thing, you know, includes all those things Like you have, to, you have to do these things before you go to that. Yeah. But it's, it's I, I definitely like the idea. Like, like you said, like get, doing the buy-in. Speaking of the reach, um, I did want to mention, since it was mentioned on podcasting 2.0, that Fountain in, in beta, in the next week, they're going to be releasing version 0.7. And that I believe has lit. Mm-hmm. 
So that should greatly expand the ability for uh, people to listen to us. So if you have not experimented with Fountain yet, this is going to be a great week to do it. If you're not already on one of these modern podcasting apps, what are you waiting for? I left Fountain a while back. And what have you been listening on uh, lately? After some comment that Mary Oscar made. Uh Uh-oh. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try a different podcast app. Uh oh. What what was, was the comment? I don't remember. I it was hear stupid. The drama. <laughs> <laughs> it was dumb. I don't know. It was just something he the way he said it, I was like, what, what a dumbass. So I was just like, so let me try a different podcast app. But I definitely want to go back and see how much Fountain has changed. And especially now that they'll have lit. And then Podfriend is also doing um lit as well as value for value boosting. So that's cool. Is that a podcast player? Pod yeah, Podfriend. Okay, so you got Podfriend, you're going to have Fountain soon, you got Podverse, CurioCaster, who else does Value for Value? Breeze does Lit, mm-hmm. so you can definitely send, you know, Sats through Breeze. Um, I can't remember which other ones. Are you going to moder- Are you going to PodcastApps.com? PodcastApps.com. PodcastApps.com. Um, you know, to, to respond to what Panda said in the chat, he's talking about, you know, splitting... Everyone should get a piece of the action. Yeah, that's the idea, Panda. So let's say, for instance, we had someone who um, made album art for the episode. You know, we could they could get a split for contributing album art. Uh, it's, you know, anyone who had contributed anything of significance to the episode would theoretically get involved in the split because that's our way to... Um, you know, show our gratitude because we, we have no funding for this show. You know, we don't have sponsors other than um, PokeSats sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, oh, speaking of PokeSats, so this is a great uh, time to mention uh, Bitcoin Grove because that's uh, so now it's up and running. I have I have I have a, a, a door code. What is a door code? <laughs> yeah, I have a door code so I can get into Bitcoin Grove 24 seven if I want to. So I was hanging out there last night uh, with a couple of the members and it's, uh, you know, it's a pretty basic space so far because we've just moved in and, you know, we don't have furniture. I mean, we have some furniture, but we could use some more furniture. We could definitely use more art. So for the Bitcoiners who are coming into Miami this week. uh, What's this week? Well, this week is is, uh, Bitcoin week. What's that? The big Bitcoin... Media Inc. Bitcoin Miami 2023 conference is happening uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, there's a Bitcoin vortex going on right now that's just started tonight with the Broward County Bitcoiners. There's, let's see, what's the next event? So tomorrow we got Bitcoin brunch. Tuesday, there's a cocktail party. Tuesday, there's an event called PlebFi, which is like a sort of a more development oriented event uh wednesday i think pleb five finishes with the hackathon um let me go to the bitcoinvortex.com to see all the events uh the bitcoinvortex.com uh wednesdays might be bit devs from 3 to 6 p.m at bitcoin grove uh the bitcoin cocktail party right um there's only like i think she said there was 15 tickets left for that so i'm really happy to hear that um, pleb day. So pleb day is, did I tell you about pleb day last week? Yeah, I got, I got the day off. 
oh, cool. That's going to, so it's going to be a pretty crazy day. There's been a lot of response to that. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's sold out online. Can I still get tickets? No. (laughs) Yeah, no, you can't. Uh, We've had this discussion. I don't want to do a lot of tickets because I don't want the responsibility of people having tickets but not being able to fit inside Bitcoin Grove. But there's windows, right? So people can be outside and look inside. Okay, so it's not in that same location. Uh It's in a different location. It's on the second floor Mm -hmm. of a building. But there's a lot of space to hang out like outside and around. There's like a lot of tables and benches and things. So there's places for people to hang out if they can't like be inside Bitcoin Grove. Could you set up cameras inside the Grove so then <laughs> people outside can see on a giant TV what's going on inside? All right, well, one idea I had, because we do have a conference room that can fit maybe like 20 people into it um, to, to like hear a presentation. I was thinking of doing, like we could have people do presentations in the conference room and then maybe we could live stream those presentations. So people outside could watch those presentations on the live stream. But really the idea of Pleb Day is just for people to hang out. It's not, you know, it's not, it's, it, as, as it says on the website, if you go to BitcoinVortex.com and then you click on the Pleb Day, it says, where does it say it? Uh, it doesn't say it here, but the phrase that I came up with was, it was for the plebs who came for Bitcoin, not for business. Right there, it's right there on, on, the, on the image. Oh, here we go. For the plebs who came for Bitcoin, not for business. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought that was a pretty catchy phrase. A little catchy, you know, thing to go with it. So um, I'm really excited about that day. I think a lot of interesting people are going to come around. It's a fold out. Yeah, we only did 30 tickets. I mean, I didn't, you know, and and I'm hoping that most of those people who have tickets don't even show up, you know, because then then we'll have like more flexibility in terms of we can give people tours of Bitcoin Grove. Crap, how am I going to get in then? Come on, you know me. It's sold out. I'll get you a code for the door, okay? <laughs> Jeez, I took a day off just for this. Now it's sold out. Um, I think in the morning I'm going to have to do a Costco run. And basically, we're going to have free food, but we're going to solicit donations. I think is what we're going to do. So we're going to have um, like lightning addresses and QR codes all over the place so that if people want to donate to us. Art says there's also a car party on the 20th. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he asked me during the show if he could add uh, the auction to the BitcoinVortex.com. I mean, I think so, Art. Like, you know, you're a part of the South Florida Bitcoin community despite your uh, explicit shit coining. <laughs> your shit coinery. Uh, um see oh, i gotta scratch my back i you gotta remind me about this tomorrow though art because there's no way that i'm gonna have the mental wherewithal to do that tonight but i can do that tomorrow because i'm gonna be at brunch just like sitting around right tomorrow should be a really interesting brunch the people who are already in town for the conference should come out um so i'm really excited about that uh we ooh, we're gonna have coffee tomorrow so courtesy of the unconfiscatable um the unconfiscatable uh conference that's happening in las vegas there is going to be coffee tomorrow at bitcoin brunch i've got a a pound of coffee that's not very much right how many people can can drink a pound of coffee you make you can make a lot of coffee with a pound all right i mean i just need it to last tomorrow that should be enough. I need it to last till 12. And if you didn't show up before 12 and you still want coffee, then poo poo on you. you but how are you, you going to make it? 
Okay, so Unconfiscatable bought me, not me, that they bought it for Bitcoin Brunch. I'm just saying me as a shorthand. Um, a coffee machine, several pounds of coffee, and paper cups with the word Unconfiscatable on it. <laughs> So that they can get their, you know, they can get their advertising in. What is up with this mouse? I don't know what's up with your mouse, but don't you have a trackpad on your 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 laptop? Like, the chimp is freaking out. You know, I'm he's jumping up and guy. down like a chimp. No, like a monkey, I guess I should say. You know, if I had a if I had an actual chimp tail, I can control the mouse with that, and I'd just be typing. Yeah, and Art, you don't have to come to brunch. You just have to tell me tomorrow. Like, you can send me a message. I have to hang out with those weirdos. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, you know, I, I really expect a nice turnout. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow is going to be a shitty turnout. It'll be a crappy turnout. <laughs> what are you? Is that four or five? I can't recall anymore. I, I don't think it's going to be a crappy turnout. We we really don't. We don't have problems on holidays at brunch. You guys hate your mothers? It's not that people hate their mothers. It's just that, like, I personally am not a holiday person. I don't really celebrate holidays. Like, the only holiday I celebrate is Bitcoin Pizza Day. And then that involves eating pizza. I'll celebrate Thanksgiving if I get invited to a nice dinner. I'll go and, you know, and if we do, like, a everyone go around the table and say what you're thankful for, I'll do that, too. Like, that's not a big deal. I want to thank Jesus. No. And the turkeys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of people who are in Miami, though their mothers aren't in Miami. Maybe they moved here. Maybe their mothers are dead. There's so a lot so of different fly back home for the weekend. Not everyone has the money to do that, or not everyone can take the time off, or not everyone likes commercial travel anymore because fuck the TSA. Yes, <laughs> yes. I had to. Like, I had to think about that too. I paused for a second. Is it I'm worth like, it? whatever. I don't care. Is it worth it? <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. It was so I worth it. I think it's five four. So <laughs> five four. All right. All right. All right uh, I gotta find topics to piss you off, and I'll win. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's talk about the, the the bullet train. What's it called? The bright line. <laughs> no. Oh, it's so funny. But I uh, know. I want. So I want to talk a little bit more about Bitcoin Grove because I wanted to ask you. On the air, oh. I wanted to put you on the spot. No, <laughs> I, I I decline. Why? Tell me why. I don't know what it is, but I don't want to do it. Oh, okay. I thought you know what it was. So, you know, like I feel like it would be so cool if we did Saturday Night Lit at Bitcoin Grove Studios. Like we we wouldn't necessarily ha have to have an audience every weekend, but we could if we. Oh, wanted you mean to. permanently? Yeah, maybe. I, I knew you were, you were building into that. That's, <laughs> that's not a surprise. I, I'm, I don't think it's a surprise. Uh, that, that, that's why I'm putting you on the air, uh, on the spot, though, you know, so I can get, like, your true feelings. I want to know what you think about that. Yeah, it was already a no. Was, okay, but you have to explain why. Like, why? What's wrong with that? You I'm can bring your dog. Right I'm comfortable right here. You can bring the dog with you. You can bring Duncan. There's space for Duncan. Bitcoin yeah. Grove is a dog-friendly uh, space. This is what I told Roz. I'm like, my dog is not a dog friendly space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you know, Roz, it's not like a physical barrier. It's more of an emotional barrier. <laughs> um, okay. Well, but what about on special occasions? Would you consider it for wait, like a Wait, few wait, wait. A thousand sats from Anonymous via Podverse, okay, aka thanks, Dr. J. J. <laughs> <laughs> no response. $2,000 worth of pristine Bitcoin was tempting. I have a ticket to sell for Bitcoin 2023. <laughs> so 
selling for 200 message selling H-O-D-L for 2050 i wonder Twitter. if mar still has a hundred dollar ticket <laughs> oh man so okay so let's talk about this for a moment i think the bitcoin conference is going to have between 10 and fifteen thousand people at most i think i think only 20 to twenty five thousand people came last year i've heard it on good authority that they've sold between 40 and 50 percent of the tickets they sold last year so I think the conference is going to be pretty small in terms of participation. You think at the end of Miami as the crypto city <laughs> of the capital of the world? Well, I don't know about crypto because I don't like to talk about that. But in terms of Bitcoin, I think this might be the last year the Bitcoin conference has here. It's it's going to be a question of money. I don't know where else they can go, especially now that Austin already has BitBlock boom. Like Las Vegas has unconfiscatable. Atlanta has the Atlanta Bitcoin Conference. Um, Austin also has BTC++, which is like a developer, more focused conference. California has Pacific, um, the Pacific Bitcoin something, whatever, put on by Swan, you know, the Bitcoin exchange or whatever. So I don't really know where else they could go, right? Because I feel like they've kind of, like if they go anywhere else, they start to, to impinge on territory that other conferences have put up. But ultimately, I think it's a question of money. If someone is willing to give them a good deal somewhere, they probably would be willing to move. I I think it's a big question of money. But I I think they spend too much money. Like it's definitely last year they had they had um (coughs) they had a day where they had all these techno electronic performers performing, you know. And it was like, why did they do this? What was it called? It was called Sound Money Festival. Like what a waste of money. They had Dead Mouse, I think, played. And you, you know that must have cost a lot of money. So I it, I don't know. Who owns the conference? So, so it's a company called Bitcoin Media Inc. and they produce the Bitcoin magazine. Mm. And uh they have a few other, I guess, things as well. But so, you know, this is one branch of that, you know, that media conglomerate, so, so to speak. Uh, but if they decide not to bring it back to Miami next year, I'm, I'm completely okay with that. And that's part of the reason why I, I started the Bitcoin Vortex, because I wanted Miami to have its own homegrown, organic Bitcoin culture so that we could fulfill, uh, you know, like I think what's a great potential for there being Bitcoin stuff going on here. Like we have the Latin American connection and we have the rest of the country, and we can even have the world. So if the Bitcoin conference leaves, that's okay. I have absolutely no doubt that we would start our own initiatives, like maybe start our own conference or something, or just keep, you know, I'm going to keep pushing the Bitcoin vortex, and I'm going to keep pushing for us having more smaller focused things rather than trying to have like a big thing. I feel like, whoa. Yeah. He's wow. Been go- he's Duncan been going just at it, man. farted. Like nasty. He's been going at it. Woof. <laughs> I don't know what's going <laughs> That's on. That's distracting. I, I was really trying to get into that, but uh, um, so if um, <laughs> Bitcoin Media Inc. were to come to you, uh, Captain Brunch, the media-facing <laughs> arm of what's it called, the Bitcoin Borkat Tux, uh-huh. and say we want to sponsor you, yeah. would you would you go ahead and say yes, please, thank you? I mean, it just depends on what that involves, but. 
I think there's lots of people, there's lots of people who are building community in the in South Florida who are more than happy to get resources thrown at them that would make things easier. So I wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, you, you know, I'm very ideological, so it, it all just depends on what do they want. Like, so when we got the banner donated, I gave the language. The, the, so it says Bitcoin Brunch Miami, and then in the corner it says banner donated by bitblockboom.com because I don't, you know, I, I didn't I didn't want it to say sponsored by bitblockboom. I mean, they could say the banner was sponsored, but I preferred provided by because I just wanted to be really clear what the relationship was. It was like they gave me a banner and that's it. <laughs> it was like no quid pro quo. The quid pro quo is that it says banner provided by bitblockboom. And so it would be the same thing for me in terms of like, let's say if someone wanted to sponsor Bitcoin brunch on a more uh, formal level. Well, Bitcoin Brunch is not an organization. It's not a company, right? I don't have, I don't have an entity that can receive funds uh, or that files taxes on behalf of Bitcoin Brunch. No, that's like me giving up my time. Um, over five hundred <laughs> hours of Bitcoin Brunch at this point. So, sure, uh, Bitcoin Media Inc. If you want to sponsor the Bitcoin Vortex, you're more than welcome to. We would be very happy to have your support in growing the South Florida Bitcoin community to grow our local Bitcoin economy and to, uh, to because one of the things I really want to do is I would love to do a monthly uh, public facing Bitcoin 101. So the kind of thing that we could advertise in the newspaper for like no coiners to come in and like, you know. Uh, you'd never heard of Bitcoin or you've heard all the wrong things or you're curious or you're confused. Well, here's a, you know, a free event that you can come to like once a month, like the first Monday of every month. Just, you know, I think that would be really cool. That would be, uh, you know, I, this, uh, and then I don't know, there's a lot of different things that can come out of Bitcoin Grove. So if, if we have more resources, we'll do more. So you heard that Bitcoin uh, magazine, etc. People, you are very welcome to sponsor the Bitcoin Vortex. Whatever that means. I told you that there was a foreign government that killed an American citizen on their soil. On the foreign government soil? Yeah. Like what 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 if it was like an American who was killed by the Cuban government? Or what if it was like an American who was killed by the Brazilian government? Or what if it was an American who was killed by the Mexican government? We would, we probably, would need boots on the ground. Yeah, we would be really pissed off, wouldn't we? Um like we had Brittany Garner in Russia. She was a basketball player. She was caught with marijuana at the airport. And so Russia, probably because of um, international relations reasons, decided to punish her and put her in prison. And we traded a an arms dealer, a Russian arms dealer in the middle of a war to Russia for a basketball player. So we flip out 
over Americans overseas and the things that happened to them. But for some reason, there was an American Palestinian named Shireen Abu Akleh, who was a journalist working for Al Jazeera. She was sniped a year ago. She was killed by Israeli snipers. And I'd actually not heard of it before. I was watching um, Democracy Now! And it was the one-year anniversary of her assassination. And I just found that really interesting. Um, that, you know, the Israeli, Israeli, some Israeli sniper had murdered this lady uh, while she was reporting. And, uh, and we don't really care. Well, yeah, she was a reporter. That's probably what it is. Yeah, but uh, if Versus it was a basketball player, I mean. Well, okay, like if you're comparing the reporter to the basketball player, but we take, you know, but there is a reporter in Russia right now being held on espionage charges, and that gets talked about a lot on the news. So, and then, you know, it, it, Biden has meetings, and Americans have meetings with the Russians to try to resolve this. So, um, I don't think it also has more to do with the fact that it's Russia and not Israel. Yeah, so I mean, I des- I agree too. And then Panda says, or no, Art says it's not concluded that it was a sniper. Mm. I mean, yes, Art, is, Israel is never going to conclude that it was a sniper because then they would have to take responsibility for murdering an American journalist. Yes, the official story. The official story is that they were caught in crossfire, but the Israelis also say that they are, uh, they have like precise targeting and that they are the most uh, like humane and, and focused like military force on the planet. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know the details, but still like just the fact that an American was killed overseas. Um, like, yes, Americans die overseas all the time, but I don't think they often um, like die in these circumstances. Like I, I hear stories about people being killed in the, like when an American gets killed in the Dominican Republic, like I'll hear about that. And if it's like a tourist, because apparently a lot of American tourists get killed in the Dominican Republic. I think it's probably due to drugs and prostitution. <laughs> so yeah, that was like the most, uh, the most depressing story I had to speak of. I'm really excited for the coming week. Um, it's going to be really intense. I have a, like an ABYC, like yachting sort of update class. Like they're going to update us on standards and new technology. I think they're going to talk a little bit about like lithium iron phosphate. So that's going to be Monday after work. I'm going to drive to Broward College and take a class on yacht stuff. Tuesday, I'm just going to have a regular day. I'm going to try, probably not. Probably after work, I'm going to do something to get ready. Wednesday after work, I'm going to like run over to BitDevs because there's a guy named Mandrick who makes this um, in the Bitcoin world, a famous baklava. Baklava. Club kalash. So I'm going to try to get over there to eat some of his baklava. You know, I'm going to miss uh, I'm gonna miss bit devs. And then Wednesday night, I'm already committed to two parties. One of the parties is called uh, Beat the FUD. It's, uh, it's a party celebrating a documentary that's being created. I can't remember what the documentary is called, but it's about... Uh, I'm in a chat room about this, so I'm going to like look it up right now so everyone can look up this. It's called, no, it's Dirty Coin. The documentary is called Dirty Coin, and it's just, it's like a documentary about the, about like the energy question of Bitcoin mining. And like, does, is Bitcoin mining really bad for the environment? Like, where does the energy for it come from? How much energy does it really use? So I got a ticket for that party. 
I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make it because the other party that I bought a ticket for is like a jam, like a musical jam. And uh, so I could go there and sing. So I, I don't know. I think I might, I might try to do both, but I might just go to the singing one, like to the musical one uh, and like rock out with a bunch of Bitcoiners. And I don't know. So there's going to be a bunch of parties Wednesday night and then Thursday, uh, pleb day. And then I don't know. I guess I'm going to go to the conference on Friday and Saturday. I paid a lot of money for my tickets uh, back when they were. I bought those tickets on early bird. I bought early bird tickets. So these are supposed to be like the cheapest tickets possible. And then people are selling them for like a hundred bucks now. It's like, like, why? Why did I like do the, the silly, you know, normie thing? You bought a shit coin. Yeah. That's what you basically bought a shit coin and now it's dropped I did. to B- nothing. B- Bitcoin Miami tickets are shit coins. Just like, it's really funny. I was listening to a podcast and Fiat Jaff, who created Noster, said that domain names are shit coins. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, because it's all the question about like, you know. That means Curry is a shit coiner to the extreme. What? Yeah, he's always buying different do- domain names every chance he gets. I mean, but that's it's uh, it's not that owning like it's not that licensing domain names is shit coinery. It's the idea of of investing in a domain name or that or like deluding yourself into thinking that you own that domain name. It's just a license. Oh yeah, yeah, true. That's the shit coin part of it. It's the it's the part that they could they could sh- shut you down. You know, like if they thought you were doing something illegal or or unethical, they could. You know, the cloud flare could stop, you know, uh, routing to your servers or, what you know, like whatever. That That, that is the shit coin part of it. I mean, at least I think. I don't know. If I ever meet Fiat Jeff, I'll try to, to find out in better detail as to what exactly he meant. I would say that's more like the, um, I guess, not the self-sovereignty part of it. Like, because you think you own it, but you don't versus, you know, having your keys Exactly. I, I do hope that like BitDNS can come back from the crypt one day. Are you familiar with that? That was just, it was an idea that uh, Satoshi Nakamoto had discussed about merge mining Bitcoin's hash rate with another chain that would essentially control uh, name names. So they called it BitDNS, Bit Domain Name Server. And the idea would be that in the bit DNS, you would mine for addresses. And so, you know, like every block, you'd get a certain number, I guess, tokens of addresses. And then those addresses would be bought and sold for Bitcoin. And then so that's why you would merge mine it. So if like you were buying a Bitcoin, I think like the same transaction could both send the Bitcoin to someone on the Bitcoin blockchain, but also transmit the domain on the domain blockchain and then you know as the blocks were created then you could claim addresses and so it's basically a first come first serve sort of thing so if you wanted a certain domain you just have to get you'd have to get it before anyone else and if someone already got it you'd have to buy it from them and so something like that i can imagine emerging one day because this whole, you know, the centralized thing, I agree, like domain names are a shit coin. And the, the fact that it's a centrally controlled process that is run by governments and private corporations, but it's all a part of like the fiat world mindset, is, you know, that's, that's shit coinery. I want, 
I want nothing to do with it, even though... A free and open internet. Yeah, yeah. Even though, you know, I... uh. I also buy a lot of domain names. <laughs> I have, I've got, I probably got like 30 domain names. It's like nuts that I own so many. But then like, like what do we say for all the infrastructure that has gone into the internet and the people who paid for that? Like, do we, um, I guess, nationalize that in a way? No, I think it's the opposite. Like we need to open it, you know, like make it, voluntary and participatory instead of instead of uh you know socializing the internet we really like we need to truly privatize it so that because i I just think about it like what why should you be paying for internet like you should really only be paying for electricity the internet part is like the, the the transmission of data And so you think about things like mesh networks. Imagine if everyone, if like your modem that you're using right now for Wi-Fi in your your house. Well, what if it also like transmitted Wi-Fi to your neighbors, you know, so that they could use your Wi-Fi. And then so then their, you know, modem would likewise be transmitting to their neighbors. So then you could have this mesh network instead of relying on centralized networks. You wouldn't have to have... uh, cables running all over the place necessarily and relying on rights of way because we have the technology to you know completely decentralize and distribute the internet but it would take a concerted effort i think a part of the problem this is interesting that you brought this up uh, the question that you asked and that would work in i mean it's like like an area like this where the population density is a lot higher but how about when you go into a more rural area? That's tough, but you know, like they have uh, Starlink is coming out. Um, centralized solutions. I mean, but there's always going to be centralized solutions. It it it's not that every, but it's 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 that not everyone should have to rely on them. Like we should, they should exist for the people who, you know, if you live out in a rural place, it's much less dense. So it, like it costs more, right? Like to to bring a telephone line, let's say, as one example, out into a farm. Like you have to run line, right? You're talking about metal resources, the insulation that covers the the metal that transmits the, the telephone signal. That's his resources. So as a nation, like if you were talking about, you know, as a community, okay, if they were members of my community, then yes, I would have to take that into account. But I'm not thinking about it like that. I'm thinking about it as an individual who lives in a city. Um, you know, I don't know what the, the solution really is for people who live out in the boonies other than build a radio tower or something. I don't know. I mean, well, it's tough. Anonymous wants to pitch in eight minutes ago for a thousand sets saying war crime. That's what happened to the American and Israel. <laughs> Both our political parties are the same. No more red or blue. Choose orange. Choose orange. Yeah. Um, Is that a reference to um, Trump, Dr. J? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and with that. No, okay. Going to crawl back into the swamp. Crawl back. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, that's well. I mean, I just wanted to mention, like, I think um, open source hardware is going to be a big part of that. What's going on with your, um, with your, your uh, start nine? I've been too busy to do much of anything. I've been so busy. So, 
you know, I'm happy to have it. And uh, I hope I do some interesting things with it in the near future. Um, you know, I might bring it over to, uh, I might bring it over to the Bitcoin Grove. And maybe I can get like some of the nerds over there to show me things. That's one of the cool things. I'm super happy about Bitcoin Grove because it's a place where I know that I can go and I'm going to run into really interesting people who can tell me really interesting things and teach me interesting things. I had that realization last night when I was just hanging out with one of the members and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> so that was it. That was it. O open source hardware is the future of the internet. And mesh networks. Yeah, well, the, the mesh networks that are going to be enabled by open source hardware. I think that's another problem is that the the software is one aspect, but the hardware is also another aspect. Like mm -hmm. the hardware is built by these uh, corporations who are kind of, you know, they have somewhat slightly different interests than than maybe you or I would have. Dark MAGA. <laughs> All right, team. <laughs> this has been your team building exercise aka saturday night lit right, i'm gonna dive head back into this swamp until uh trump dries it out for me so y'all take care this was uh may 13th 2023 saturday night lit it's just at the start you need it not the end <laughs> doesn't hurt